to Mr. Biz Radio, Biz Talk for Biz Owners. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, guys, this, this week, I got to tell you, the guy that we have on this week, our guest, um, I just told the story before we came on air, a uh, quick little uh, anecdote, but when he and I first talked and he mentioned to me one thing, like he basically he's pitching me to come on the show and he got like two sentences out, you know, instead of like a two minute pitch or something, he got like two sentences out. And I said, that's it. Just shoot us an email. You got to come on the show based <laughs> on what he just told me. You guys are going to love this guy. I can't wait to hear about it. We're going to talk a big part about what we're going to talk about though, is what I, you know, talk all the time about consistent perseverance. And you're going to know why. I wanted to have our guest this week come on and talk about this. This guy is absolutely freaking amazing. Uh, our guest this week is not four-time, five-time, but six-time cancer survivor, thriver, turned heroic life and wellness coach, Dan Hegrich, who passionately shares his knowledge, wisdom, and insights born out of his experience with terminal cancer six times. Over the last two decades, Dan has traveled extensively learning from experts in the fields of nutrition, movement, detoxification, and mental performance, resulting in greater understanding of life and love. As a coach, Dan works one-on-one -on -one with those who desire to optimize their health and align each moment with purpose and meaning in their work and relationships. As the host of the Do The Cure, that's C-U-R-E, podcast, Dan's mission and purpose is to make a contribution to the eradication of chronic degenerative diseases as part of the human experience. Dan, welcome, and thank you for coming and being a guest on Mr. Biz Radio. Hey, I'm honored. You know, I read your biography and your your resume, and I'm I'm baffled just as you might be, but with mine. So uh, <laughs> here we are, friend, you know, we're friends on the ship of, uh, of life. So, you know, that began 20-something years ago, 1994, I got, a, I got a diagnosis, and it was an interesting time of my life, I was following the American dream. We all know that, right? Go get a good education, get a good job, uh, get, a, get a wife, buy a house, and then start saving for retirement when I'm 25. I'm not even really enjoying my life. And then, you know, basically have children, have grandchildren set off into the sailing sun. That's the American dream. So at 29, I was really sick and I had a biopsy in my neck on a lymph node that was really painful and swelling very quickly. And so the doctor that I went to see to find out what the prognosis and diagnosis was, was Dr. Lawrence Cloud. And he gave me a question. This is how he delivered the news with a question. He said, Dan, how did such a young man such as yourself get into the business of cancer? Now, Mr. Biz, you could pull that apart on your end, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, and so I turned the question inward. It went right to my core. It shook me. It literally shook me. And it, I took the question inward and my engineering mind sort of looked at it and said, hey, how did I get here? And for the sake of simplicity, it showed me that I was living an ignorant and arrogant lifestyle. What does that mean? I was totally ignorant of the things that I was doing that were harming my body and mind. and and the things that I was doing that were inauthentic to feel accepted by people. So it's okay. kind of like people pleasing, trying to get into acceptance, but at the ultimate level, 
It was, I was not living my true authentic self, which meant I was not in personal responsibility. I was a victim of my own self, of my own ignorance. And I was arrogant. I knew there were things that I was doing that was not in a uh, best interest of my optimal well-being. And it showed me how I manipulated the world to get what I wanted, because that's what the world had set us up, is that the world is about those who essentially die with the most toys wins, right? My happiness is in the people, places, and things of the world. It's this hedonic pathway. And I had no character. I had no virtue. I had no values that I could uphold or stand in in place. Now, that's a lot of reflection, but that moment, I knew that if I could answer that question, I could save my soul and help a lot of people along the way. So that was my life syllabus, and that was an aha moment. But the problem was, is that I didn't have a a group of people. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone to help me with understanding this experience. So I was really left in this isolation internally. And even my wife at the time, I couldn't share with it because I thought they would think I was crazy, literally. Mm. That was the beginning. And then, and then the only standard way to help with the tumor and the cancer was to go through chemotherapy. Mm. So I go through eight months I relapsed, number one relapse. Then we went into a bone marrow transplant in 1995. And that was about nine nine months. And then I relapsed very shortly. And then I go into another protocol. Then I relapse again. And I go into another protocol. Then I had tumors in my spine and in my bones and various other places. Had huge amounts of radiation treatment to that area of the torso and the spine. Uh, And then I went into remission. And then I I came back again. And then... I had a two-year remission, which was extraordinary, and my wife left for another man triggering a mental bipolar episode. Mm. That mental bipolar episode showed me that I had put my happiness into my wife. Like, I made her responsible unconsciously for my happiness and my unhappiness. So that's why I was in this jealousy, anger, rage, was because I had no idea what it meant to be happy in my own skin. And, and so I was like, wow, that's profound. So I started studying happiness. But I went into a mixed bipolar episode, which I was taking psychiatric medication that made me essentially suicidal to the oh. point where I found my way into the gun club to take my life. And Jeez. while in the gun club, here was the beautiful thing. Some aspect of myself, someone might call it the something else, the conscious something else inside of us told me, hey, Look it. I know you're afraid. Take a shot at the target. Just empty those bullets into the target. So I did. And in doing so, I had focused so intently on that target that all pain, all all idea of my physical reality had shattered into this place of, I I would say, kind of like a oneness experience. Hmm. And I shot all the bullets into the target. And I looked at the gun and I said, guns don't kill people. (laughs) Just this gun just ironically just saved my soul. And all I had to do is learn how to love this self. So essentially, that was my beginning of my entrepreneurial career, which was answer that question. And so I went home and I actually applied a philosophy of life, love and health. And in five months, I got rid of the tumors. And then now, 20 years later, I've been doing my work to rebuild, restore, rejuvenate a body that was so deadly damaged with all the chemotherapy and radiation. Yeah, I'm like almost speechless, Dan. Seriously, like, and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm serious. Like, so my, my brother 
uh, had a battle with leukemia uh, fairly recently, and I saw the ravaging effects that had on his body. He had a bone marrow transplant as well. Right. Um, thank, thank God he's, he's still in remission and, and, and all good. But I just, you know, just from his one battle and, and then bone marrow transplant that he, all the things that he went through. And I've thought many times, and I've talked with my wife about this. I'm like, man, like how strong of a person you have to be to go through this one time. You went through it six times. Then you had the marital issue. I'm I, I'm just blown away, Dan. I mean, we we got to hit a break here, but uh, I got to pick my job off the floor. Like this this is I mean, this show is going to be even better than I thought. It's already off to a fantastic start, Dan. Like uh, again, we're talking this week with Dan Hegrich. We're going to come back after the break. We'll get the Mister Biz Tip of the Week. We'll continue talking with Dan. You can find out more at heroic.us. Heroic.us. If you would like to reach hundreds of thousands of business owners every week, Mr. Biz Radio can help. Our show airs globally seven days a week for more than 25 hours across several internet radio stations plus 20 plus podcast platforms. Also, video exposure on the new exclusive Mr. Biz Network streaming channel, which gets blasted to 100 plus streaming platforms and the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and our 350,000 social media followers multiple times every week. Join Mr. Biz Nation as an advertiser by emailing us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. Got a question for Mr. Biz you want answered on air? Email it to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to show. Time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this week's tip, oh my gosh, this is going to sound uh, very fitting considering our guest this week and what we're talking about. But commitment is the necessary fuel for achievement. Of course, that applies to everything in life, not just business, not just, you know, athletic things, not just relationships, everything. You, whatever you're trying to achieve, you have to commit and commit fully to achieve that goal. It's the necessary fuel you need to achieve that goal. So that is the uh, Mr. Biz tip this week. And that's going to sound like uh, child's play uh, to Dan. But, <laughs> but Dan, I got before we even dive any further, I, I, I got to ask. So during the break, I was thinking about this and you had mentioned you know, when you were in at a really low point and you found your found your way into a gun club and, uh, you know, had some bad, right. bad intentions when you went in there. Had you ever had you been a, a gun guy before? Have you been, uh, you know, in gun clubs before or did you just say, I'm going to go to specifically for this one? No, I was planning this. I was okay. planning to because nobody can kill themselves. See, I learned in that gun club, you can't kill yourself. You can only end the pain or perception of the pain. Mm -hmm. So people aren't there to kill themselves. They're there to kill the pain because they don't have a life skill to manage and navigate through that, that pain, to enter the pain with a, with a sense of safety and love, right? So I went there to kill the pain. And 
I was planning it because the pain was so extraordinary. This pull between the desire, the burning desire to live and answer that question, how did I get into the business of cancer? And yet this incredible fragile body and energy and uh, the threat of cancer taking my life, you know? So it was this polarity. And so that polarity was so painful. It's like you're being horse dragged from two horses. I wanted to end that pain. And in the gun club, essentially what I did is I, my intelligence essentially said, hey, where can I get into access to a gun? Well, go take some safety gun lessons. You know, oh, so I did. And so that one morning I was like, I can't take it. So I went to the gun club and took it out and I had that experience. But it, it didn't really end there. I went to the psychiatric ward because I said, hey, look, at I'm not stable right now. I had an experience. I want to check myself in and I know what I need. I need to learn how to love myself. And I told them the experience. And of course they said, hey, Dan, that's your mental illness talking. Hmm. And I got so upset because society that I was entrusting did not hear what I was saying. I did not, I wasn't seen for this, this potential for, for me. I, they saw me as, instead of the creator, they saw me as a victim of mental illness and they had the drugs and the stuff to actually take care of me. They didn't see me as the empowerment. They didn't see that. They didn't offer that. But my cancer came back while I was in lockdown for the sixth time. That's when it came back. Oh, and so what I came to terms with was that I was I was essentially in what I call life bankruptcy. I lost my health. I had no identity in the world because I could never be an engineer again because that wasn't my identity. I did that for all the wrong reasons. And then I had no feeling for intimacy. Like it just didn't have, I didn't want intimacy. The one thing that I had though, is like that one piece of green leaf on a dead dying tree. You just got to take that green leaf and transplant it somehow, you know, and nourish it and nourish it and nourish it and give it the right environment. And so I just felt like that there was this part of me that loves life so much that I actually said, I'm just doing this because I love life so much. There's, I don't need anything in return from life. Just give me life back. And that's all I ask, right? So the two things that I learned in the summer when I went home to my mom's house and I was in the process of, hey, I'm going to create this philosophy and uh, of health and build health. Two things came to me that summer that really changed my life. One, I became aware that the germ theory was absolutely obsolete, that the germ theory... The reason why I was having trouble is because I was actually having an unconscious, low-grade phobia of the microbial world, hmm. bacteria, okay. germs, and all this stuff, right? Yeah. So I reached out to a mentor, and he actually turned me on to saying, oh, that's awesome. Here you go. Here's David Webster's work on how to actually restore your colon with putting probiotics in the rectum to have the process start to go. Like It's almost like taking bacteria and using them as our healing agents which is what they are, by the way. And so that instantly had a massive effect. My, my body started to feel good. Um, healing started to happen. Tumors were shrinking. And, I, and that, that moment, that gave me a, a, a piece of hope that I was in my authentic self. Remember I said I wasn't living my true authentic self. Yeah. This meant that I was on in alignment now with what my inner voice was telling me to, how to live. Then I said, what else am I afraid of? I said, whoa, I've been eating, like I've been cutting out all saturated animal fat because that's what the time, right? The 90s, all yeah. get rid of all your fat and eat all this other stuff and don't eat fat. So I said, I think I'm afraid. I have a phobia of saturated fat. And so I went back to eating animal fat, right? Now, those two things started to combine 
along with other things. Let's not isolate this because it's a holistic thing. It's not one item. Mm -hmm. And five months later, I got rid of all the tumors. But what I learned, I recognized that the germ theory was affecting people at large, that they think that germs cause illness rather than actually they're there to help you with your illness. Well, they're there in the expression of disease, dysfunction, and delusion. And secondly, the, the, the whole culture was saturated fat phobic. So I was on to something right there. I said, wow, let's just go wherever the masses are going, go the opposite way, and you're probably too okay. So I, and then come to learn, you know, here we are with COVID-19, post all that stuff. I'm like, we're still afraid of it. Right. We still That's don't even understand say. it. It's yeah. a phobia. And I believe those two phobias are in, really, truly implicated in every chronic degenerative disease process. So, so let me ask you this, Dan. I'm sure you've thought about this, contemplate this a lot, and I'm sure you have an opinion. Why do you think that the media was, was pushing that, that, that rhetoric or that stance, I guess you should say rhetoric's too strong of a word, but of, of you know, the saturated fats and the, and the germs, et cetera? Well, I, I'm going to suggest, in my case, they're healers. <laughs> they, they, they don't right, want. I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. the media was pushing the fear of them. Yes. Right? Yeah, because because it gets you healthier, and it actually interferes with the processed food industry. You know, or the pharmaceutical industry, which they're yeah. both they're both married together. I mean, I consider the food industry the largest drug pushers in the world. Yeah. Okay, and so. I personally think it it had nothing to do with them pushing something. I just think that they were doing what they thought was out of their own livelihood. Someone tells them, here's your job, do it. And they're like, oh, if I don't do it, I'm going to get fired. So it's my livelihood. So of course, their own fears and stuff like that. They carry out the, the orders from the captain and the boss or whatever. And here we are. So then the unfortunate part, they don't realize how influential they are on programming people to believe what they're saying. Right. That's the hard part. And so now I have to unwind all that with people and using my story is a very powerful way to do that. But the media, I'm not saying they should abdicate their responsibility to their boss, though, you know, because I right. think their own conscience has been snuffed out just like a military guy going to boot camp. His consciousness has to be snuffed out for, you know, you can't be emotionally breaking down in front of a camera. If you're a media person, you can't be breaking down in the middle of a battlefield. Right. So I just think their conscience has been has been hijacked. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And I, we got to hit a break here um, and we're going to come back and talk to Dan a little bit about uh, the cell, seven elements of healing. But, you know, there was a just recently uh, a new food, food pyramid. And I'm sure you saw this, Dan. And mm -hmm. I just I, I heard someone ranting about it. I didn't even look at it, but I heard someone <laughs> ranting about it. And they said that literally on the food pyramid that Fruity Pebbles was listed. Yes as higher than steak or and eggs they were like oh my gosh this is absolutely crazy but we're gonna hit a break we'll come back we'll talk more about that in the seven elements of healing how would you like to have direct access to mr biz to help you run your business more profitably and more efficiently at mrbizsolutions.com you get live access to not only mr biz but also several of his hand-picked and trusted business experts each with 20 plus years of experience to help you optimally manage and grow your business. That's just the start of where Mr. Biz Solutions begins. Learn more at MrBizSolutions.com. That's MrBizSolutions.com. 
Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Check out all three of Mr. Biz's best-selling books at MrBizBooks.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, guys. Again, this week, we're talking with Mr. Dan Hegridge. Uh, I should mention before we get any further, you can find out more. I'm going to give you three different sources to go to. Uh, wait, three. Yeah, three. You can go to his website, danhegrich.com, danhegrich.com. Lots of information there. I'm checking it out during uh, show prep. Uh, again, I mentioned during the intro, his podcast, which is Do The Cure. That's C-U-R-E, Do The Cure. Um, and you can find that where you find most podcasts. And also, you can uh, follow him on Facebook, uh, Daniel Hegrich. And uh, a lot of good stuff. And then finally, I lied, there's four. Uh, heroic.us, heroic.us. You can find more information there as well with some of the different things he has going on, coaching and wellness, et cetera. But Dan, I, I, look, we've only got you know eight minutes here roughly, but um, I want to talk a little bit. I know you're a big believer in the seven elements of healing. And if you could, um, in eight minutes, walk us through kind of those seven elements and, and just a little bit about each one of them. Yeah, we all need a framework to follow because if we don't mm-hmm. consciously select a framework or create one, we're under the pressure of culture and societies, right? And that's our trap. That's where we get hijacked because I think we have a psychic entity in each of us that says disease is inevitable and out of our control. And so we uphold the behaviors and habits that uphold that unconscious belief. And so we have chronic degenerative diseases pandemic and we've accepted it as normal. So the seven elements of healing is something I've learned along the way. It's not my creation, but I personalize it. Yeah. And so we are nature. We are from nature. And so we are from the unknown. Uh, And so the elements essentially are earth, water, air, fire. Those are the elements of our body, our body, mind. Then you got mind, love, and rest. And rest is not necessarily an element, but it makes it all work for our human experience. So the earth element refers to the structural components of our body and our relationship with the microbial world as a symbiotic relationship as healers. Nature wants us to live with with vitality, abundance, and harmony. That's what nature wants. These microbes are not here to harm, they're here to help. Our mind is the biggest harmer. So then when you think about the, um, the water element, that's the circulatory system in all of our bodies. And if I go back, the earth element is our digestive system. Everybody will say it starts with digestion and that's the microbial community. Water is the circulatory system and all the circulatory systems of the body. It's not just the blood. The lymphatic system is very important in terms of our health and well-being. Our cerebral spinal fluid has to pump. Our tears have to come out when we're crying and, you know, bowel movements and urinary, all that is circulatory system. And then you got the air element, respiratory system. How many gurus tell us that the breath of life is the answer to our, our problems, right? So the air element is so fundamental to us. And of course, they're cruising around, messing with our skies and our air quality. And, you know, I see so many people that don't have good respiratory function. That's an element that most people don't have on board and online. Then we have the ultimate, the fire element. I am Essentially, the fire element is the element of transformation. 
right? It's the alchemizer, but it's light. Okay. Light. And it refers to our hormonal system and our nervous system because those two are married. You, you, you can't separate anything out, but those two are seriously married together. Mm-hmm. And that light is so important for circadian rhythm. So it aligns us with nature. So we're meant to operate from the sun uh, morning and uh, at night, go to bed and sleep. So that element in and of itself, you can tell with all the artificial light that we're exposed to is the most damaging, more so than what you're eating. That lack of circadian health and all this electronic stuff and false electromagnetic frequencies, major player. We get concerned about artificial sugar if we're in the health thing, but we don't care about our artificial light. Yeah, it's interesting. Now you see see where I'm going with it, right? Right. And you you got the mind. And I just sort of, for my own playful way, I just sort of say the mind, we have three minds. We have a creative mind. We have a intellectual mind or an intelligent mind, right? And then we have an emotional mind. And those three work in concert with us. Those are our three major gifts that God gave us. As, hey, please, God, let me make wise use of these, these gifts of my mind to carry out what I want. But you have to know what you want. You have to know what your true north is. So for me, love is the purpose for life. Right? It's the purpose that we're living. So that was my true north. What does that all mean? So love is the final element. That's what we are. And a lot of people are needy love. They need love instead of, hey, 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 wait a minute. You are love as you are. Be love, beam that out, get your energy up, get your relationship with the earth, water, air, and fire right, and you're going to know what it feels like to be love in the world rather than the neediness to need love and become a warrior, W-O-R-R-Y, worrying about your health, become a heroic warrior and live the virtue path. That's what we really are, are, are up against is all the vices have become virtuous. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And anything virtuous means that you're act there's something wrong with you. So if you're virtuous, that means there's something wrong with you to 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 be in your authentic power, to to express yourself from the heart, like a guy talking about love. Oh my God, what's that about? Right. right. So it's it's all backwards. It's the hedonic pathway has really taken root in so many of our lives that. Um, we're up against a heroic challenge, which is to actually have the courage to face that and go against the tide. We're going to get pushed back all everywhere we go, especially me when I tell people cancer is not a disease. That's a hard one for them to swallow. I'm like, yeah, it's a survival sure. mechanism of, of the body. One. Number two, it's an expression of the disease. In other words, cancer doesn't make a person sick. It's the sickness in the person that requires cancer to come into their life, to wake them up, to live a conscious life. Mm. Oh, damn. That's yeah. the warrior view, not the worrying victim stance. It's saying cancer is happening to me. No, it's happening for you. Interesting. Very interesting. So, Dan, when you help people, I got to ask, is there is there one of the elements of healing, of these seven elements of healing? Is there one that's predominant or is it really kind of just a mixed bag and depends on the individual pretty highly? Yeah, hell yeah. It's it, You have to have soul rehabilitation towards love. Number one, self-love is the only absolute love. That person has to come into that. And a lot of people don't understand it. But from my perspective, it's two parts. One, you have to love the self that you want to be in the world because you're not here to find yourself. You're here to create yourself. Mm, Powerful, yeah. you got to love the self that you want to become. Number two, um, 
You have to have some sort of self-control over the old self that's trying to tear you down and not let you move forward into that, that new identity. And so it's self-discipline, it's self-mastery. Self-discipline is doing getting your yeses and nos correct. Say yes to who you want to be and say no to who you don't want to be. Right? And, wow. um, and so you're in the driver's seat. That's when the spirit comes alive, but that's self-love. Right. That's yeah, why I say in relationship, you never love the person. You want to love the per you want to love who they want to become in the world. Cause then there's room for growth. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, I just, you know, as you're as you're saying these things, I'm thinking about not only myself, but some, you know, people in my life and and family, et cetera. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this is the puzzle pieces are fitting together with a lot of these things you're saying uh, that I, you know, some of this, well, most of the, what you're talking about, Dan, I honestly haven't heard before. So this is, this is enlightening for me for sure. Well, I'm glad I'm, at least I did my work here, Ken, if I've uh, influenced you in some way or inspired you in some way, I've done my job, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I'm happy, absolutely. To be, I'm happy to do it. That's, that's my mission from God is to help, you know, improve the quality of people's lives. How can I get you healthier and wealthier and more loving today than you were yesterday? It's a very simple model. Yeah, that's all yeah, it is. Love, Wake up. How do I get healthier, wealthier, and more loving today than yesterday? What do yeah, I need to do? I love, I love it. So again, I'll give you these four four things to check out, guys. DanHegrich.com. DanHegrich.com. His podcast is Do the Cure. C U R E. Uh, it's a, it's an acronym. Uh, check him out on Facebook as well as Heroic.us. Heroic.us. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was absolutely insightful. I really appreciate you coming on. Blessings, buddy. I, 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 look to, I look forward to it. I look forward to sharing this with everybody we can. Appreciate it, man. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Have a fantastic week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. <laughs> to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, follow him on all social media platforms or never miss a show by going to MrBizRadio.com. If you prefer free video content, visit the Mr. Biz YouTube channel or check out his streaming channel, which is available on 100 plus streaming platforms at MrBizNetwork.com.